Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mini Bonds, the podcast show within a podcast show. I am Jonah Colazzo. My name is Hoover Ramirez. And we got a fun one for you today. We actually, uh, we got no games. No games. No TV show that we're going to be reviewing. No TV show we're doing. So what are we going to do today, Hoover? I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, man. I'm going to give you a little a little report. Oh, a, a, a Jonah lesson? A Jonah lesson. A Jonah history lesson? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to give you guys and everybody listening uh, a little report on a canceled movie that I find super interesting. And I just, I figured if I find it interesting, you guys might find it somewhat interesting <laughs> <laughs> on a new segment we like to call the jonah report the jonah files i don't know the we'll... jonah files like x files yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what I don't know that was going. not that was <laughs> that was not what's it called at all x files I, I have the theme song imprinted in my mind because after the Simpsons, oh come on it'll freak me out I don't know what that was. I can't do it. It's hard to do. You do it. I don't know. I don't fucking know. All right. Well. Yeah, I can't. We should you play. <laughs> you go high. I'll go low. <laughs> An excellent start to the Jonah Files. <laughs> so if any of you guys are wondering, we're going to be doing a... <laughs> Cancelled movie report. Um, it's going to be off of the 1996, 97, around that era. Uh, Superman Lives. It was going to be Tim Burton's Superman Lives. Yeah, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah, and it's going to get weird. It's going to get the fucking weird. What? Yeah. Dude, I'm already interested. We have never done this before. We don't know how this is going to go. We have no idea. Hell, it might even be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we, we're going to have to live with it. Because this is all we got planned for today. <laughs> so there's bear no with backups. us. Yeah, there's no backups. There's no, hey, we should have a game in. No, no, no in place. No, no, there's nothing. <laughs> so if this doesn't go well, oh well. All right, then. I think with that, let's get into it. Uh, for all those that don't know, I'm, I broke this up into parts. Right. Yeah. So this part one is going to be history. For all those people that don't know who the fuck Superman is, that 1%. Also, just letting you guys know, Jonah did all the research. This is his report. I have nothing. I'm just reacting. So if you're like, how come Hoover doesn't know what he's talking about? It's because I don't. He doesn't. I didn't even tell him what we were going to be reporting on until like, I told him, I was like, cancel movie. What do you think? Report. He's like, do do I have to do anything? I was like, no, you just got to be, you just got to look sexy and just nod and, 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 and react. He's like, I could do that. I could do that. I do that most of the time. Yeah, I do that every day. (laughs) So he had no idea. It was between this, Indiana Jones 3, uh, the yeah, original like, version. The original concept, yeah. Yeah, and then um, Justice League Mortal. And I was going to do probably Justice League Mortal, but I saw that some people had already done it. And I like I listened to it, and I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to... I don't want to sound like I'm ripping them off. But for the most part, I couldn't find... Other than like YouTube videos yeah. on, on this topic. So I figured, why not? Let's do this one. Um, so this is going to be the history, for those that don't know. Um, so Superman was created in, by J- uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster back in 1933. Um, it wasn't the Superman we actually knew and loved already. Mm-hmm. Uh, they designed him more to be a bald-headed villain along the lines of like what Lex Luthor would look like now. Oh, okay. And they, his first uh, debut was in The Reign of the Superman, where he had like 
telekinesis powers, mind reading powers, and like the ability to be clairvoyant. It was a weird fucking like <laughs> introduction wait, to Superman. <laughs> wait, wait, Superman was a villain. He was a villain his first his first go around. Oh, okay, I w- and then he was bald. He was bald. Um, did he just think, oh, oh, bald people are evil? Bald people are evil. <laughs> very much so. It seems like it was very much so. Yeah. They're, they're creatures from the devil. They have no hair. <laughs> uh, it wasn't until June of 1938 when Siegel and Schuster was able to sell Superman to Detective Commons and debut him in the iconic Big Blue Boy Scout look in Action Comics number one. Uh, Superman's first appearance was back on the big screen was back in 1941 with Paramount Pictures releasing a series of Superman theatrical animated shorts with Fleischer Studios. Uh, his first live action adaption came from 1984, 1948, my bad, in a serial called Plainly Superman with Kirk Allen. In 1951, uh, in a 58-minute blue B movie was released called Superman and the Moment. <laughs> in the moment. And the mole men. Little mole men. Oh, and the mole men. And the mole men. Oh, yeah, I thought I heard in the mole men. <laughs> no. Like, wait, he's, he went inside them? Guys? <laughs> Ew. Uh, it's only is big it, claim to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, is this an X-rated comic? <laughs> it was a B-movie comic. <laughs> um, it's only claim to fame was that it, it starred George Reeves as Superman, who would later become the titular Man of Steel for a generation until 1973. When a father and son producing company, uh, Alexander and Ilya Sulkin, that's how you say his name, okay. I think, um, attained the rights of uh, the film rights and started a five-year search for the director to star and, uh, and star, of which was uh, famed directors Francis Ford Coppola, William Friedkin, George Lucas, and even Steven Spielberg were considered. And over 200 actors were considered from professionals like Paul Newman, Robert Redford, and even some non-professionals like Bruce Jenner and even Ilya Sulkin's wife's dentist. What? It was the fucking 70s, man. Anybody really could have been (laughs) an actor. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's still true today, but still. (laughs) That was uh, quite a... They they had like, all right, star studded directors, and then you say the actors are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. All right, I got to see Robert Redford, I guess. <laughs> um, but it was actually Omen director Richard Donner, or Dick Donner, as you might hear some people later on call him, um, that really blew them away, and he decided to take it out of the campy tone and really focus on the serious aspects of the hero. Um, they also decided to go with a, a non-unknown stage actor. That was confusing. An unknown stage actor, uh, Christopher Reeve, to don the red S and cape. Um, in 1978, with an unheard of budget of $40 million, Superman the movie became the standard for superhero movies to come. Have you ever seen the movie? The original one? No. No? No. It's, 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 you know what? It's, it's a good movie. It's a little slow. It could be a little slow. A little campier. I, I've seen Superman 2 and 3. See, those are good ones, and I, I got a little info on that. Well, we won't. I don't know about three, but yeah, two's two's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after the big hit of Superman the movie, three uh, sequels were released, with Superman two being an outstanding follow up to the predecessor. Uh, even though the Silkins actually got rid of Donner halfway through the production and replaced him with Richard Lester, uh, Lester returned to direct Superman three and had decided to bring it back to its campier tone, and audience and critics hated it. Uh, the final nail in the coffin for the Superman franchise was in 1987 
with Superman for the quest for peace, which was a poorly made disaster. <laughs> uh, yeah. So much so that the next theatrical release for Superman didn't even come for almost another two decades. Yeah. With Superman Returns. Returns. Um, this is going to be part two, Takes Flight. Um, fast forward to 1996, a young Kevin Smith coming off the heels of his hit Clerks and his cult classic Mallrats was called into Warner Brothers to talk about working on a couple of projects. And I'll let him tell you from a little Q&A that he had. So bear with me if you hear a little laughter track in the back. Let's hear him talk about it. Kevin Smith? Superman, you guys are going to make another Superman movie? And they said, we're thinking about it. I said, can I? I, I would love to do that. And they said, well, that's a long shot. You can't. I can't give you that right here in the room. That has to go through a bunch of people because it's a big Warner Brothers franchise. So I said, well, what do I have to do? What, who's, who's fucking dick do I have to suck to get this job? <laughs> and um, thankfully he didn't say his. Um, but he said, you know what? Why don't you take the script home? We have a, a draft of it. Take it home, read it, and tell me what you think about it. So I said, all right. I read the script, and I was just like, this is this fucking terrible this is a horrible script. I mean, it was just really, really bad. It was kind of like the Batman TV show version of a Superman movie. Very campy. So I went back to Warner Brothers two days later and sat down with the dude, and he was like, what'd you think? I said, well, it was really quite bad. And he was like, well, bad meaning good? And I said, no, bad, just fucking terrible. And he said, he's looking at me, and I'm, I'm just going on for about five minutes how bad the script is. And I was like, do you pay somebody to write this? Is this somebody's, the writer of this script, somebody's fucking cousin? Because who lets somebody write this script? Do somebody, you pay this dude? Can you get the money back? Because this is horrendous, dude, horrendous. And he was looking at me, nodding and going, all right, well, thanks for coming in. So I left, and I was driving home. I got home and I called my friend Walters back in Jersey and he's a big comic book fan. And I was like, dude, I just went into Warner Brothers and told him their script for Superman sucked. Ah. <laughs> rebel, rebel, Jersey represent. Ah. <laughs> Fuck Hollywood. Ah. And Walters like, well, why didn't you just offer to write a better version? And I was like, ah. Because <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. So that kind of went on for another couple of uh, times uh, until Smith actually sat down with Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, um, who had asked him who, what his idea would be for, for a script. And after liking a couple of the ideas that, that Smith had presented to them, uh, he had him meet and get approval with producer John Peters. Uh, Peters actually was going to be is an interesting character in his own right. Uh, coming from the world of hairdressing... <laughs> Uh, for Barbara Streisand, he somehow became a producer in the industry and actually produced a couple of good movies at the time, such movies like Rain Man and even Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, but Peters would also be one of the many thorns in the sides of the project, uh, already getting a glimpse of some of the f- weird shit that he wanted Smith to do uh, when he first sat down with him. And if actually, I actually have a little clip for, for that too. And this is for the Superman... At the time, it was going to be called Superman Reborn. Okay. And once they gave it to Smith, Superman, uh, Smith then turned it into Superman Lives. Okay. Oh, and okay, this is after four, right? This is way after four, yeah. So I think uh, four ended in 19, ooh, I want to say 1979 or something like that. 1987. 1987, there you go. So this is almost 10 years later. Okay, 97. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Just... Trying to keep over the timeline. Sorry, I know. I kind of. I, I realize I didn't give too much di- a timeline in the, between the two movies. 
Um, but this is this is Smith talking about the first time he met with Peters. He's like, I got some directives for you if you're going to move forward on the process. Some things I want you to do and don't in the script. He's going, three things. Okay. I said, all right. One, I don't want to see him in that suit. Two, I don't want to see him fly. And three, he's got to fight a giant spider in the third act. And I'm like, let's, let's go back to one. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, so he wanted him to actually have no flying, no suit, and he wanted him to fight a big giant spider in, in the third act. For the most part, it sounded like Smallville. It, it, honestly, you know what? That was actually one of the, the rules that Smallville writers had gotten. No flights, no tights. Um, but the whole spider, man, he, he, he actually later on described it as like, he's like, well, why? Like, why the, the spider? That intrigues me. And Peter tells him, he's like, do you know anything about spiders? They're the most deadliest uh, creatures in the animal kingdom. <laughs> he goes, all right, I guess. <laughs> he actually later came back and talked to, to some of the, the uh, Warner Brothers studio guys. And they're like, you met with Peters? He, he liked your ideas? He's like, yeah. And he goes, did they talk about the spider? And he's like, he did, actually. He really did. <laughs> he's like, he talked to you every fucking day. <laughs> spider. Okay, spiders are not really deadly. No, they're not. <laughs> they're, I mean, they, I mean they, some of them are, but like, you know, I, I, I watch this YouTuber, Exotic Lair, and he has a bunch of tarantulas. A lot of people hate tarantulas. They're what, actually, I mean, they're some of them are violent, but like, for the most part, they just keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. So, also snakes, but... Yeah, that's that's weird. <laughs> the, the spider is one of those things that actually does live throughout the entire like run of this spider of uh, the Superman Lives movie. I thought you were gonna say the Spider Verse. <laughs> no, Spider Verse. No, uh, it's actually one of the things. That, it's like one of the big plot points that actually stays with the movie almost to the end. Is it supposed to be like something like Starro? Uh, not more like Starro. Excuse me, I burped a little. <laughs> Uh, not more like Starro. He actually had the idea of wanting to have that that moment when he watched uh, King Kong for the first time, when the big gates open and you see this big giant monkey. Ah, uh, okay. So he wanted something like that for the movie, but a spider. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, he he kind of comes back a lot with his his ideas that he wants for Kevin to, to put in, and later on other people to put in. Which uh, this is intrigues me because I think for, I think when we did uh, my DC. What was the Justice League movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, a fan cast. I said Kevin Smith, and you're like, "Oh, Kevin Smith said he really wouldn't want to." Mm-hmm. It's, which, which is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is before that. I don't know the timeline between the end, two interviews, but yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah, I always thought. I mean, because Kevin Smith is a big comic book fan, so yeah, I knew he would be interested. But yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so Kevin Smith ended up writing actually two drafts of Superman Lives. Um, it would have been based on the death of Superman, which was actually just came out in the 90s, yeah. um, where Superman goes up against Doomsday and dies in the process. Um, something Warner Brothers actually would tell later on in Superman versus, uh, Batman versus Superman later on with Zack Snyder. Um, according to Smith, his script actually was jam-packed with heavy DC Universe characters, something like the Eradicator, Robot Superman, Lex Luthor, and even an appearance of Batman was going to be made on a jumbo screen in the middle of like a Times Square-like location uh, where the people of Metropolis would get this big speech after the Superman's funeral. And then the idea was to have Brainiac be the final villain at the end. <clears throat> As usual, Peters needed to put his own ideas into the script. 
At one point, not only did he want Brainiac to fight a polar bear <laughs> at the Fortress of Solitude, <laughs> his, his explanation, polar bears, if you know anything about polar bears, are the most deadliest creatures in the animal kingdom. <laughs> no, you can't have spiders and polar bears both be the deadliest creatures in the animal kingdom. <laughs> well, according to Peters, they are. <laughs> the other idea was to have him fight some kind of Superman's guards. Why Superman needs guards, I have no idea. Even <laughs> even people at, at Warner Brothers were like, this is a stupid idea. Superman's Why? guards, that's as useless as a lifeguard at the Olympic swimming. <laughs> exactly. <It's> just... Exactly. <laughs> or a doughy doughy uh, referee. But yeah. <laughs> um, the other idea he had was that he wanted to have Brainiac to have a, 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 a robotic partner, which would have had a gay black man's voice. A thought that he had gotten after watching Smith's movie Chasing Amy who and saw this character called Hooper who fit the same description. He straight up was just like, we need that in our movie. He's like, you want the guy that plays Hooper? No, 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 just the gay black man style. And he goes, oh, God, no. <laughs> yes. Uh, after all was said and done, Smith turned, into a, turned in a draft and thought and... Uh, turned in a draft and thought, uh, and the thoughts of directors were tossed around. Um, the name Tim Burton came up. Burton had just uh, revamped Batman back in the 1989 oh, for yeah. Warner Brothers, and he seemed like, he seemed like the perfect fit for the job. And even Peters agreed with him uh, as he also produced Batman with Burton. Uh, after Tim Burton was hired, the director surprisingly brought a very interesting look on Superman. Um, so much so that Warner Brothers actually breathed a sigh, a sigh of relief. Um, I'll let him describe his little idea of Superman. When I got involved with Superman, it was just a, a different sort of, uh, you know, sort of exploration of that, that kind of feeling of being different and feeling like like somebody from another planet. And so those kind of themes were always qu- quite strong in, in old monster movies and, and in some of the comic books. You know, the graphic novel came into play, the sort of psychology of the characters. and So obviously a lot of the comic book characters fit into that kind of mythology of somebody who doesn't, you know, fit in, who's somebody who doesn't belong. That sort of exploration of feeling like an alien on a planet and being different and having to sort of hide yourself in some ways and suppress certain sides of yourself and, you know, the sort of secretive internal nature of of that of that kind of a character, so that that I think was the thing that was you know the, the root of it was the most interesting. So sadly, though, um, one of the things that 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 Burton actually didn't get along with was uh, Smith's script. Um, so out went Kevin Smith, and in came Wesley Strick, who was actually one of the people that helped Burton write Batman script back in nine uh, in, in eighty nine. Um, Burton wanted to take more a different tone to the movie. He wanted to focus more on like the, the character study of who Superman was. And, uh, Warner brothers had wanted to keep some of the outline that, that Smith had, had already made with the whole, the fact that it was going to be a part of the, um, death of Superman comic. And also some of the other story beats of Brainiac and doomsday. Um, well, no, I forgot. I lost my place for a minute. <laughs> uh, but yes, but Tim Burton wanted to do a more character study on Superman. Um, 
and his outside alien and and the fact that you know he wanted he just wants to know understand who he is um so burton signed on peter signed on and uh they got to working on a new draft and now they wanted to find their leading man and hoover i want you to guess who who do you see in the early mid 90s that could play Superman. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Will Smith. Anybody else? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is <laughs> the right person. Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had gotten Nicholas Cage to be the the new Superman of this generation. Um, and as crazy as that sounds, Cage actually is a really huge Superman fan to the point of even calling his own son Kal El. Yeah, that's right. He has Kal El as his son's name. Yeah, I know. I know he's a big superstar. Like, actually, he finally got his dream in the Teen Titans movie. He did. He did. I saw that. <laughs> uh, Cage actually understood not only the comic books and Superman character at face value, but also the psychology and the insecurities that Burton wanted to try, to tap into. And Warner Brothers was actually a little on the fence, uh, but eventually actually caved in when they realized, you know, what Burton had done for Michael Keaton and his casting in Batman, uh, and had decided to check, take the chance. Um, honestly, we, we look at Cage and we think National Treasure Guy and the, you know... <laughs> the, Ghost <laughs> Raider? Yeah, the Ghost Raider, the receding oh, hairline B-movie actor, but at the time, Cage was actually a pretty good grab... Um, he was also uh, he was known for his comedy chops in movies like Raising Arizona and Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, um, and at some and his also his darkly dramatic roles for like Moonstruck, Moonstruck, Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, which he actually won a Best Actors Award for mm-hmm. and a Golden Globe for Best Performance. Yeah, people forget about that. They just remember or think of like, Ghost Rider, crazy, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, you know, I I would have. There's a lot about about Nicolas Cage that later on you kind of like start looking at some of his old movies and you're like, you know what? He not he might have been a pretty good pick for Superman. I don't know. I I think maybe with the the way that that Burton wants to be, you know, taking it the whole more insecure like Superman style, mm-hmm. I could see Nicolas Cage doing that. Yeah, it's just <clears throat> there's like one picture of Superman like a chiseled dude. Wavy hair, mm-hmm. little curl. Yeah, I don't see Nicolas Cage. I, no, he he. They, you know what? But, honestly, with, with the '90s Superman, everything was just super extreme. Yeah, and honestly, for the '90s, I think he would have played a pretty good version of of what the '90s comic book was trying to do with Superman. Yeah, that's true, and also, um, I I, I didn't uh, touch on it, but like, yeah, Tim Burton. I first was a, like a far fetched uh, idea for me, I'm like wait, Edward Scissorhands, that like you know that kind like mm-hmm. that director, the the guy that's brought us so many like dark and crazy movies. I'm mm-hmm. like, and I forgot he, he directed uh, Batman. He did, yeah, you <laughs> know, the first two Batman, I think, right? The first two Batman, and then Schumacher took it over. Yeah, and then it went to, sh- it went to shit. And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to say, it, but yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. So one of the best things that, other than than Nicolas Cage being being tapped for for the role of Superman, was some of the actual casting that they have. But Hoover, I'm sorry to say, we will find out that casting 
in the next episode. Wait, what? This is a two-parter, bitch. No! <laughs> Damn it, you tricked me. I figured we could squeeze two episodes out of this one. <sighs> We've never had a two-part episode. We never have. And that's why I'm kind of like, ooh. I wonder if they're going to like it. <laughs> I mean, we've, we I guess we had to guess the movie tournament, but that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's almost like an, a mini episode in its yeah. own right. <laughs> Damn it. All right, I was getting into it. Yeah, no, we're going to have to wait till next episode to find out what's going to happen. I guess like if we're on a screen, it'd be to, to be continued. A to be continued. A little cliffhanger. Just like those rap videos. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, like the the fucking the, R. Kelly rap videos. Yeah, okay, yeah, like no, yeah, you seen those rap videos? Like half of them is just like to be continued, and we never get a part two. You never get a part two, man. But you are gonna get a part two in this episode, so don't worry. <laughs> um, but yes, we're gonna we're gonna put a little pause, a little pin in it, and then we're gonna continue on with the next episode. Um, but in the meantime, with that, thank you guys so much. It's been a real pleasure doing this episode. Uh, a little nerve-wracking, but you know what? I'm excited to try to do it. Um, if you guys like it, please like and leave a five-star review. Uh, it really helps us grow and get more known by other listeners such as yourselves. And if you want to follow us on our social medias, you can on Instagram and Twitter at cinema underscore buns at Z with a Z. And if you want to leave a question and or topic at our Anchor page, you can leave it at anchor.fm slash cinema buns with a Z and hear your question and or topic on a few episode with that i am jonah Calazo. my name is hoover ramirez and this has been another episode of mini buns for this week we'll see y'all next week with part two deuces and just chill till the next episode bye <laughs>